Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to Following On. I'm John Norman. Alongside me, the former England spinner Gareth Batty as we take a look at all the week's stories from the cricket world. Bags are nearly packed for Barbados as the TalkSport team gets ready to arrive in the Caribbean ahead of our exclusive coverage of the Test ODI and T20 series. And we've got some exciting news to bring you in this show as well about another tour that TalkSport will be commentating on. And we'll also be taking a close look at what challenges face the England team with that first Test match against West Indies less than two weeks away. We'll also reflect on India's historic Test Series win in Australia, thanks in a big way to a throwback of a player, Chesh Pujara. Drives down the ground, 100 runs for Chateshwar Pujara. Oh, he's just hung in there, hung in there. Patience is his middle word. He's lovely team man, wonderful person. And India will realise the enormous value he brings to the side. We'll talk about where now for both teams, as well as playing six and out, you're listening to Following On. Gareth Batty alongside me as ever. I'm broadcasting from Auckland, um, heading to Barbados on Thursday, though, long, long flight. And uh, you are, of course, in London, as as you will be for the next month or so before you join us out in Barbados again for the start of the ODI series. How are you doing, mate? You well? Very well, thank you, sir. A little bit colder here than, uh, than you will be there on the idyllic beaches you keep sending me pictures of. Oh, mate, it's beautiful here. And Maka was sending a, a little picture of the weather forecast for Barbados. And it's literally, I mean, the easiest job in the world, essentially, for a, a weather person in that part of the world. It's 27 degrees every day, essentially, for a week. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> heart, heart bleeds, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just walked through the office. I saw Goffey in his Bermuda shorts. He was doing a bit of a, a sexy catwalk thing around, just seeing which ones he should be taking with him. He's all over it, Goffey. <laughs> Well, we've got ex- more exciting news, of course. Today it was announced that TalkSport have uh, won the rights for the India series at the end of 2020 and the start of 2021. And it's kind of split now because 
built into the England players' contracts is, uh, I believe I'm right saying this, because I was chatting to Stuart Broad at the end of uh, the Sri Lanka series, they have to be at home for Christmas one year in three, I believe, something like that. Um, of course, next year, going to be in South Africa. That's going to be on TalkSport as well. Uh, the following year to the end of the series will be the Ashes again. So uh, 2020 uh, will be a ODI series and a T20 series in October, November. Uh, then we'll all come home. I'll have my first Christmas in the UK since 2000 and I don't know when. Um, and then go back again for a five test series at the start of 2021. So absolutely phenomenal opportunity for us all uh, at Talk Sport. And I mean, is there anywhere better, really, that, to play cricket? I know, I know the rivalry with Australia, but I mean, you've played in India. I mean, that is actually the heartbeat of the game on, on a worldwide scale. It certainly is. I mean, people talk about the home of cricket being Lords. I think we've got to start changing that that quote because you go to India, people live and breathe it. It's everywhere you go. Everybody's talking about it. It is number one in life in India. Um, it's not about politics and it's not about the other stuff. It's about cricket. They absolutely love the game and the game is absolutely booming there. I, I think on a personal Englishman level and an Australian level, you know, we always talk about the Ashes, but for world cricket and for cricket in general, this is the biggest series going around for, for TV and, and, and radio uh, and everybody that wants to be involved. It's a massive, massive, massive series. It just, it just doesn't get bigger. Do you know what I was reading today as well? They are building a cricket stadium or rebuilding a cricket stadium in Ahmedabad that is going to be the largest cricket stadium in the world. More than at Calcutta, uh, Eden Gardens, and more than at the MCG, which uh, are both around 98 to 100,000 spectators. So could you imagine a T20 uh, with the, the old Talk Sport team, Talk Sport 2 team, uh, in, uh, in attendance for that. I mean, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. You know, uh, Andy Jacobs um, was talking about watching an, uh, an ODI in India. This, he went out there, must have been about seven years ago or so, and he said that the fans there celebrate a single with more gusto than we do here. <laughs> uh, when, a si- when the sixes are raining in, it's just on another level. It is. It's frightening. I, I played in a one-day game. I think it was in Chennai. Um, and I, there was only sort of 40,000, you know, I'm, I'm saying only, but I was fielding at, at point and I think it was Paul Collingwood at cover and we were shouting at each other and I didn't understand a word he was saying. I couldn't hear him. The noise was through the roof. It was ridiculous. Neither of us could lip read. So we we're having to run up to each other to actually shout in each other's ears. It's just an incredible atmosphere. Well, look, I can't wait for it. I mean, it's still two years away, isn't it? We've still got West Indies, South Africa to come. Who knows what else uh, we're going to be able to bring you on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. It's incredibly exciting for us all. Um, but let's, uh, well, let's look at the West Indies because, you know, the, the Test Series is not too far away. In fact, we're going to be out there. It's, it, it's mind-boggling, you know. I didn't uh, go abroad till I was 17. So to the thought process after listening to England play in the West Indies, I remember as a 15-year-old, listening to Devon Malcolm run through the Windies, uh, much vaunted batting order. Alex Stewart, my absolute hero um, throughout my, uh, my teenage years. He made his debut at the start of 1990 alongside Nasser Hussain, England winning that first test match. They were robbed in the third test match when Desmond Haynes uh, ordered his bowlers to bowl at nine overs an hour. Um, then Graham Gooch broke his finger and it all went horribly wrong and England lost that series. But, you know, ever since, uh, it's just been one of those tours that, uh, that, that are so endemic and so much part of the fabric of cricket. It's, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. But 
let's let's not get away from the fact England haven't won in the West Indies a series for many many years. You've got to go back to two thousand and three four. The last time they did so, which actually bizarrely was on Talk Sport as well. Um, they they drew last time out after Colin Graves, you know, pretty much uh, batted away any chance the West Indies had had. I was out there in two thousand and nine when England were bowled out for fifty one, and then the West Indies pretty much hung on for a one nil series win. So you know. It's going to be a huge challenge for England, but let's have a look at the team itself. I mean, the 11 players that you expect to take the field in Barbados for the first test. Shall we go through them? Um, how do you see the batting lineup? I suppose that is what it was in Sri Lanka. Yeah, I think it'd be exactly the same. And it's very interesting. It's a, it's a big series for the two openers. Uh, a lot of question marks still over Keaton Jennings, having had a good series in Sri Lanka. I don't think anybody was questioning his ability to play spin. Uh, so he's under the microscope with maybe a little bit more quick bowling we, we'll, we'll see in the Caribbean. There will be some spin, but we will see a bit more quick bowling. Uh, Rory Burns uh, looked the part, but uh, still needs a score. Definitely needs a score. And Johnny Besto, uh, you know, completing our top three. Wow, I mean, what a what an entrance he made at number three in Test cricket. So uh, hopefully he can continue that from an England uh, point of view and, and from a personal point of view for him. Do you see those three as number one, two and three against Australia at the, during the summer? Because after this series, you've got a four-day test against Ireland when any changes that are going to be made, you imagine will be made for that test. So um, let me rephrase it. If Jennings, Burns and Bairstow at three do not cement their position in this three-test series, do you see them playing in that first test match of the English summer? Um, I think the number three position, I think, if Bestor doesn't get it smacked down, he will still be in and around the shake-up to bat in the middle order and they might try somebody else. So so that I don't think is going to be a massive change. It'll be one of the three in Stokes and Ali and, and, and Bestor. Let's hope Bestor gets it right. I think Burns and Jennings are under an amount of pressure. Um, less so for Burns because he's still very young and, and fresh to the team but Jennings has to answer those critics um, if he does then I don't think there will be a change but if he doesn't and there is a question mark at all going into the uh, the ashes then I think we could be looking at maybe an ODI opening batsman and a Jason Roy's being banded mm. um, there are there are some young players uh, who are away at the minute or about to go away uh, on England air trips and they've all been told look positions are up for grabs um, if these guys do not nail it down it's interesting. And Denley, of course, is part of the squad. You know, he got some uh, some form for the Sydney Sixers this week as well. So, yeah, I agree. I, I think that's very much open there. Positions, they're, they're there to be taken. And uh, those three batsmen will know, uh, Jennings in particular, that it's now or never, you'd, you'd have to say. And uh, as while Jennings, of course, scored that century first test against Sri Lanka, there's still that question mark against him, uh, against pace and the moving ball and that of course is what uh, he's going to be facing in abundance uh, if he does play against Australia um, folks is nailed on of course do you think do you see them tampering or tinkering with that I mean again this is a beauty with cricket isn't it just because you're a player in one 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 type of conditions, and we saw folks uh, excel in Sri Lanka. Pitches might be slightly similar to that in the West Indies, but do you think he's absolutely nailed on for that starting place against Australia? Yes. Um, I, I think he, he was a pick that uh, Trevor Billis wanted. He wanted England's best keeper. And folks, he certainly didn't let anybody down with the bat. He had a wonderful series. He was our leading run scorer. And his, his average was the leading average in the series as well. So uh, there's absolutely no reason why he isn't going to play. Uh, the only 
time it may change his surfaces and, and if they feel like they need another bowling addition, uh, which probably leads into the balance of the team from a bowling attack. Um, are they going to look to play three spinners? I, I doubt it. Um, mm. I, I think they will probably, they'll expect a bit more reverse swing there. Uh, which brings the big uh, the big fellas into the equation a little bit more. Stokes and, and Ali give you great balance. Uh, so it's which other spinner you go with and, and which uh, maybe two quicks you go with. So that's uh, that does bring us to the bowlers because you know if Ali, I assume Ali will play. Um, he has been dropped. You know he's been in and out of the side in 2018. I imagine he will play. Has to play. Uh, in, in Barbados he just gives balance to the side as much as anything else uh, it'll be uh, a toss up then won't it uh, Anderson of course will play do yep. you expect Broad to come back um, do you think England will go in with two spinners uh, and if they do go in with two spinners then it will be a shootout between Curran and Broad yeah I think the only time it may just be the one spinner could be Barbados um, the pitches of old in Barbados it was it was that sheen finish almost like a gloss finish uh, that you could do your hair in in the morning on the surface on the first day of the pitch and that beautiful Caribbean surface that we all used to remember watching as kids. Um, I, I, they're not quite like that, but out of all the surfaces, it still has a little bit more pace and bounce. Um, but you never see any grass on the surfaces. So if they're comfortable with how Broad and Anderson are going body-wise, backed up by Stokes, then they'll probably still look to go with the two-spin option. Ali's a shoe-in for me, absolutely guaranteed. For me, I would be going Rashid because I would just want something a little bit different for the West Indian batsmen who are technically not as proficient as other players, super gifted, super gifted and wonderful power ability. Um, but are they prepared to to sort of watch his wrist and the, and the wrong ends and all this sort of a thing and be prepared to, to play the longer game, which uh, I think um, they would have to do against Rashid. And what is it like? I mean, we're not talking about Lara and all that, but you know, what is it like going on a, on a West Indies tour? Amazing. Probably, oh, it's difficult because every trip I went on with England was the best trip I went on. Um, really difficult. I mean, it's just a brilliant place. The people are amazing. Uh, they love to talk about cricket. You see the, the old shacks at the side of the road where they're selling the rum and the, the coconuts and all that. They love to talk about the cricket and the, they love to get stuck into England and, and reminisce about the great times of the late 70s, 80s. Uh, as a place, you can relax. Wow, you can get on the beach, you can relax. You can relax in the crowd. Uh, if it's that sort of dull part in the game, it's pretty chilled. And then when there's a wicket, wow, they've got the horns out from the sea. They're belting away. They have a great time. There's always that little sort of chilled out vibe going along with the music and the, and the chatter in the background but uh, it really is a wonderful place Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Brilliant stuff. Well, I'm pleased to say that we're joined by a guy that's probably, well, he's absolutely living the dream as things stand. Uh, still in Australia after becoming, um, well, one of the first ever Indian journalists to watch India win a series uh, in Australia. It's taken many, many years. It's finally happened. India winning the series 2-1 probably would have been 3-1 if the rain hadn't relented in Sydney. Uh, but I'm sure that that didn't uh, dampen any of the enthusiasm, the enthusiasm of the journalists, the players, the supporters and there were quite a few uh, in attendance. Chaitan Narilla uh, joins us on the phone from uh, Sydney. I, I imagine you're still in Sydney uh, and still basking in uh, a moment of history. <laughs> Hi, John. Yes, uh, still in Sydney and can't, can't seem to li- leave the leave this place now because it's such a glorious chapter in Indian cricket. It's only taken me two tours to get India to win here. Last time they lost 2 nil, So, yeah, it's, it's a good turnaround to get them to win two on this time. But look, they played fantastic cricket and, um, well, outmatched an Australian team, which was perhaps not, not at its best. Just give us an idea of how big a deal this is for the Indian cricket fans uh, back home. Indian cricket fans, uh, and including myself, have grown up watching Australian cricket. 5 a.m. in the morning, Richie Beno on the commentary, you know, and we've, we've progressed through the years with a fascination for Australian cricket. I'm just stressing this so much. There's been a fascination with Australian cricket when you get up on wintry mornings at 5am and watch cricket in Adelaide and Perth and uh, Brisbane and, you know, Sydney and Melbourne. And you want your team to win. And there's there's this thing, you know, India haven't won in Australia. Yes, they haven't won in South Africa as well. South Africa is now the only test nation where India haven't gone and won a series. But that romanticism is associated with Australia. Perhaps it's the, you know, when, because you wake up so early in the morning, because it's not easy to watch. You you have to work hard to even watch cricket in Australia. So in that sense, playing in itself, playing in Australia in itself is so tough. So it is a huge deal, huge deal. Uh, you know, when, when Virat Kohli says that it is his proudest moment as captain, as player, remember he's, he's already won a World Cup, an ODI World Cup. And he's been part of a couple of other World T20s where India reached the semi-final, the Champions Trophy win in 2013 as well. So India becoming the number one test side under his captaincy. He he took over at Sydney four years ago. They were number five or number six after MS Dhoni left. So it it is a huge deal. Ravi Shastri, as always, uh, full of buster. He says uh, it's comparable to 1983 and 1985, the magnificent Indian ODI wins. 
I might not agree with that. There are a lot of other people who might not agree with that, but we cannot decide that now. Maybe five years down the line when India has come to Australia again, they've been to England again, South Africa again, maybe win a couple overseas series, then we will look back at this series as the turning point in test cricket for India. So maybe we'll know that five years down the line, but as of now, it's, it feels magnificent uh, to just have achieved this at the moment. Congratulations, Chetan. Uh, could you just talk us through the journey? Because, yes, it's happened right here and now, uh, this brilliant series yeah. win, but it's happened over a period of time. Just tell us how, how the changes have happened. They're very influential people. Is it all down to Kohli, or, or, or who are the unsung heroes who, who deserve some credit? Well, definitely, Kohli is a driving force in it because um, a captain always leaves his imprint on any cricketing side. And I think it certainly holds true more for Kohli than any other Indian captain in the recent past. Um, going from number five to number one has been obviously a journey. They played a lot of cricket at home. They, they won against New Zealand, against England and Australia in 2016, went away to Sri Lanka, West Indies, one series over there, twice in Sri Lanka, in fact. So uh, it has been a constant journey in progress. But I think for me, the pivotal factor in this is the coming together of this pace attack, which can take wickets overseas. You know, not just not just growing in experience or maturing as individual fast bowlers, but growing together. Today, when Virat Kohli comes out and says that he doesn't need to tell Jaspreet Bumrah to bowl fast at the tail-enders, he doesn't need to tell Ishan Sharma, he doesn't need to tell any of them how to set field, how to bowl. That is, I think, the major difference in the, from the previous test captain. MS Dhoni struggled with the bowling attack in 2011. We, we find him guilty for that 8-0, 4-0 in Australia, 4-0 in England. But that was a bowling attack he struggled with. They, they were inconsistent. They didn't know how to set fields. They didn't know where to bowl. He seemed defensive. He seemed a defensive captain. In that sense, I think that leap over in terms of the bowling attack, which is backed up by great spinners, I think that has been the pivotal turnaround. Chayton, I'm not sure if uh, you're aware, but TalkSport have announced uh, in the last half an hour or so that uh, we have rights, radio rights, exclusive radio rights for the India series at the end of 2020 and the start of 2021. Um, give, our, give the listeners a, a little flavour uh, of what they can expect to, to listen to. But, I mean, what it's like to actually be in India for one of these iconic series. Oh, first of all, uh, let me congratulate TalkSport. And uh, I'm, I'm jumping with joy over <laughs> here that uh, TalkSport have got the right. But, uh, well, listeners on TalkSport, well, first of all, I'd like to tell you that England are a massive side when they come to India. You know, they, 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 will, they will play at the best grounds. You will play at Calcutta, you'll play at Mumbai, you'll play at Bangalore, Chennai, maybe even Delhi. So the best grounds, the biggest grounds and noisy crowds and, uh, well, it, it soaks in that atmosphere of playing in India. It'll be a tough series. It'll be a very hard-fought series. And I think this England team under Joe Root has a point to prove they just won in Sri Lanka. I thought that was a magnificent win. I think, like India, they're also trying to build for overseas victories. And I think India is, uh, I wouldn't say it's their last frontier, but I think it's a very pivotal frontier for them or in their growth as a test side. Chaitan, uh, I really appreciated your uh, your uh, efforts and your uh, work on this show 
from Australia and uh, no doubt we'll be in touch throughout what is going to be a very busy 2019 uh, with uh, the small matter of a World Cup um, uh, which uh, entices us all and uh, certainly from an Indian and English perspective they're going to go head to head at the end of 2020 but they must be the two favourites for that uh, that particular competition uh, that's Chaitan Narula um, live from Sydney you know I was in Australia in 2010-11 Gareth watching England win for the first time in Australia since 1986-87. I mean, it was goosebump time. It, I enjoyed every single single leg by that Australia conceded, every single run Jonathan Trott scored, every single run Alistair Cook scored. It was just the absolute ultimate. It was uh, fantastic. So uh, I can uh, appreciate where Chasing's coming from on that regard. Yeah, I'm with you, John. Uh, I remember the, the sort of 87, 86 days. We were getting up in the morning with Dad and the milkman had come round and had breakfast with us before he delivered the rest of the milk. And then following on, you know, the, the 10 series. Wow, I mean, it was amazing. Um, we were getting up early again, uh, watching it, and, and you felt like you were living and breathing every single ball and breath, exactly like you say. And there was a real affiliation with that team. There was a real bringing together um, of English support, um, everybody driving um, behind every single player and, and getting over the line. It's uh, it's an amazing thing to do in Australia, it really is. Uh, shall we play a little bit of six and out? Absolutely, boss. Are you going to start us off? We'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start us off. Where, where do you want me to start? It's a, I, I take it the timer is ready to rock and roll. Uh, so you let me know uh, what you want to talk about and uh, I'm ready to go. I think we should go for New Zealand, Sri Lanka. Well, the timer is there. Excellent. Uh, So, in the last hour or so, New Zealand have wrapped up a 3-0 series win over Sri Lanka. No real surprise uh, with that, uh, it must be said, after watching England demolish them in Sri Lanka. And you know what? New Zealand, they've got a bit of a side coming together now. We know about Guptill at the top of the order. Uh, We know about Williamson coming in at three. Uh, We know about uh, Ross Taylor, of course, who's back to his absolute best. Henry Nichols, though, you know, after turning the corner in the UAE, in the Test Arena. He weighed in with a big century in the third ODI. Jimmy Neesham, the all-rounder, back in the side in the second ODI. He hit 34 off a single over from Tassara Pereira. Uh, he's taken wickets as well. They've got uh, pace with Lockie Ferguson. Bolt and Southey are still doing it. Matt Henry, I mean, how he doesn't get in that side uh, is uh, nobody's, is anybody's guess. Uh, New Zealand... I fancy them for a semi-final place um, at the World Cup next year. Um, I tell you what, Big Bash, we'll talk about that very shortly. But Tom Curran uh, has been one of the standout players in the series so far. So your topic, uh, Gareth, give me a little bit more of an understanding about what Tom Curran brings to limited overs cricket. A bit of man love on Tom Curran. Right, well, first and foremost, he can bowl at any point uh, in the innings. He can bowl at front, in the middle, at the death. He specialises at the death. He's got very good slower balls, Yorkers. He's very smart, he's very cool, and he's very calm under pressure. And the skill about bowling at the death, he wants to be the man. He wants to be the Roy of the Rovers that gets his team over the line. Let's not forget his batting. In the big bash this year, we've seen him get 60 out of 30 balls and a couple of 20s in 10 balls. His batting is coming through. He's only a young man. I think he's still only 22, 23. He's got a huge future ahead of himself. 
actually, I think the biggest thing for Tom Curran is going around the world, playing these different competitions, understanding what you need to be doing on different surfaces against different players, how people hit the ball, where they're going to look to target. It's helping his development. He's going to be a, for me, he's, he's definitely going to be in the squad for the World Cup. Is he going to be the man that gets us over the line and, uh, and picks up the silverware? Mm. Oh, a bit of man love on see. Tom. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's fair enough. Okay, what yeah. next? We've got a bit of South Africa Pakistan for you, John. Oh, I tell you what. Uh, Mark Nicholas and Neil Manthorpe in situ for this second test match, Cape Town, where uh, Manners uh, hails from. Uh, another one sided test match, though. Pakistan put into bat, bowled out for 177. All the talk about Stain, but remember Olafir, who took 11 for, I think, maybe, yeah, 11 for the first test, weighed in with another four in first innings um, and uh, swept the, uh, the Pakistanis aside. Really tough batting conditions. It must be said. Uh, but Faf de Plessis, who's banned for a slow overrate for the third test match, he hit century. Uh, Temba Bavuma with 75, and uh, it was just too much for Pakistan. Put up a bit of a better fight in the second innings, uh, but they went down by uh, a nine-wicket uh, defeat in the end. That means that South Africa take the series 2-0 with one to play. Uh, but some controversy afterwards with Mickey Arthur complaining about the state of pitches and pointing the finger at uh, the South African administration administrators and groundsmen um, uh, but uh, as you can imagine that hasn't gone down particularly well um, I tell you what we uh, mentioned him a little bit earlier rather Chaitan Narula did uh, Ravi Shastri Gareth uh, give us your views on the, the uh, current coach of the Indian cricket Ravi Shastri let's start with the, the job that he's occupying at the minute he's the manager stroke coach of Indian cricket he's the man at the helm next to uh, Kohli not an easy position because Kohli wants everything done his way but Ravi Shastri seems to go about his business very quietly behind the scenes uh, he helps out Kohli he seems to back all the players uh, as a commentator before he came into it he, he seemed quite sort of energetic about the game he had a real zest for it and sort of some of his comments that came out sort of backed that up he was always the, the interesting one to listen to let's not forget his playing career he played 80 test matches for India in an era that they found it very very difficult to win away from home and some Sometimes at home, but he played 80 test matches, averaged about 35-ish with the bat. He would have got uh, some handy wickets with his left arm spinner, give or take around about 150. So let's not forget he's got a real cricketing pedigree and he's an absolute icon of Indian cricket and doing a wonderful job at present in Australia. Wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> that well got, done. I, was, that... I was doubting that. I must admit, I thought, oh, is this, is this one too many? Absolutely <laughs> nailed it. I'm hot under the collar after that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're on to you again, John. We got uh, Big Bash time for you, pal. Yep, the Big Bash. Um, it's had a little bit of uh, controversy surrounding this as well. There's been a few negative comments and column inches written. Uh, the crowds haven't been quite what they were in uh, series gone by. We had uh, Andrew Mensel on talking about that last week. It's an expanded competition from what it was a few years ago. Um, I just got the feeling that maybe the wonderful test series that's taking place at the same time, unlike the West Indies series, the fact the Ashes was dead as a donut by this time last year, has just taken a little bit of spotlight away from the competition itself. Um, but within the competition, well, you've got exactly that. There's uh, just four points separating the top six sides. The Melbourne Stars, Jared's team, he's a data analyst and uh, they got off to a poor start, but three wins in a row. They're up 
up to uh, third in the table. Uh, the game this evening is going to be Joe Root and Joss Butler's last chance to impress before they head, like I do, to Barbados. Love it. Jared Kimber's money ball coming through for those boys. Absolutely. It's got to, really, because the St. Lucia stars stunk the place out. So, uh, you know. <laughs> um, I tell you what, I couldn't help but notice earlier on today, he went for 90 from his 10 overs. We saw him in the in Sri Lanka, but Lassif Malinga did chip out two early wickets against New Zealand. And so I thought I'd ask you, Gareth Batty, for the final topic of six and out, what is it like facing Lassif Malinga? Right, Lasith Malinga. Well, first and foremost, you've got to get the image of Robert Key's mum running into bowl at you because he does have this incredible hairdo and, uh, and Keezy was very uh, open about telling us what his kid's uh, uh, nickname for uh, the mum was. So, yeah, Lasith Malinga, he's got a low arm, very low arm. He's a, he's a white ball specialist, a one-day specialist and now 2020 specialist. Very, very, very fine bowler. He's had some clubs. Wow, he's played for Mumbai, Mumbai Indians. Uh, he's played for Melbourne Stars, Guyana Amazons, uh, Southern Earth. Uh, Express, uh, Rangpur ride, Riders, he's, he's been around the world uh, applying his trade, particularly in white ball cricket. Unfortunately for the cricketers uh, and the, the cricket fans out there, he only managed to play 30 test matches, partly due to injury, and I, I think it's partly, partly due to him having such a very unique action, puts a lot of stress on the body, hence why he ended up develop, developing himself into probably the best uh, white ball fast bowler in the world. Brilliant stuff. Well, 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 we've done it. Another six and out. Um, unfortunately, Bats, that's, uh, that's going to be it really, isn't it? Because uh, once we get to the Caribbean, uh, the following on will not be a weekly show anymore, uh, as it has been for the last six weeks or so. It'll be, uh, it'll be on location. So uh, your uh, insightful uh, and comedic uh, look at the world of cricket, we'll have to wait till you get out to Barbados for the ODI series. Can't wait for it, boss. Uh, I'm very jealous of you boys going out uh, at the end of the week and, uh, and getting ready for what's going to be an incredible test series. I'll be watching it and listening to it uh, back here in England. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, you go well, mate. Enjoy. And I uh, look forward to seeing you out uh, uh, in the Caribbean. And it's not even that far away. It's only about five weeks away, isn't it? So uh, yeah. uh, it'll, it'll all be good. It'll come at a very good time, I'm sure. But uh, that's pretty much all we've got time for you on following on this week. As of next week, as I say, the podcast uh, will be recorded in Barbados as we begin the build-up to England's first warm-up match. I'll be alongside Andrew McKenna. I'll be introducing Barry Wilkinson uh, to you. He'll be part of the commentary team for that test match. And you'll hear from some of the players in the England camp. This has been following on. And to never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you in the Caribbean. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.